Ricardo, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'm super excited to dive into all of your business ventures and talk about Fukit and some of your other projects start day one. Uh, thanks for making the time. Yeah. Hey, stoked to be here, man. I uh, really appreciate you inviting me here, Mark. Absolutely. You know, I saw you when, so I was recently introduced and became friends with um, Mike Ham, the morning spotlight. Yes. I, I saw you originally on his podcast. I didn't know you've been on there. He, he said, he called you one of his favorite guests. He's like, yeah. I love Ricardo. He, I know I've been on his times. Yeah, I've been there like three times. Uh, I guess we just discussed like different aspects of mental health, uh, different businesses, you know, because he's also doing entrepreneurship. And I pretty much integrate everything that I do with entrepreneurship, mental health and stuff like that. Those are like my thing. So yeah, that's why I ended yeah, up on there like three times. It's so awesome. So for those of you who don't, if people listening that don't know you, tell mm. me about your different businesses um, yeah. and what they specifically are each one. Cause you do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a serial entrepreneur, right? Um, uh, basically I have different businesses and in different industries, but they're all kind of connected. So it all started uh, with Fuki clothing. Um, I'll explain that real quick and then you'll understand how it kind of connects. So basically what I tell people is that everyone knows to live life to the fullest. There's really no one that doesn't know that concept. Um, but no matter what, people don't understand that it's actually, uh, it's impossible to live life to the fullest um, because it, it's, it's, it's supply and demand. Uh, it's human nature, right? We just take things for granted. That's why we complain on Mondays, traffic, weather, stuff like that, right? Uh, no one's immune to this. And so what we figured was that you actually just need reminders, like when someone passes away. Someone gets in a car accident, cancer, everyone. I don't care who you are. You go, oh my God, I should really be appreciating my life more. No one even has to tell you that. You just get reminded to because all your entire life you've known this, but it fades. You're like, fuck, it's Monday again. Oh man, this <laughs> traffic sucks. And like, I thought you were living life to the fullest. What happened? Right. Uh -huh. And so it fades. So we require this, uh, uh, continuous reminders, right? So why not have a brand remind you more often? Because a brand is very powerful, right? Um, we're hoping that every time that people saw our brand, wore our brand especially, they'll kind of be reminded to live life more instead of complain about it. And whenever you do something inspirational or motivational, it always, always goes into mental health. Mm. We took it a step further. We went to suicide prevention. I lost my brother to suicide. And so what I learned from that was that when anyone, including myself, you get sad or depressed, it's not your situation. It's actually your perspective, right? Um, so for my, my philosophy is that everything starts off with a bad perspective, a negative mindset, right? That is what evolves to becoming suicidal tendencies. Everything in between is, it starts off with complaining about Mondays, my relationship sucks, work sucks, and now I'm drinking, and now I'm doing drugs, and now I'm suicidal. Suicide is obviously the end if you succeed, but you'll probably go back and forth, right? If you don't take care of it. If you don't take care of the perspective, it's always gonna go that way. So anyway, that's what I learned from my brother. You know, that's, that it's all about perspective. Rock stars are committing suicide. Well, the homeless are the one trying to stay alive. That, that doesn't make sense. So I'm changing people's perspective. And the way we do that with the brand 
even though it's not it's pronounced Phuket, it persuades people to say fuck it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so close. <laughs> yeah, right. And the reason for that is because everyone is already exposed to motivational, inspirational content like Facebook videos, Instagram quotes. You got Nike, just do it commercials, right? This is every day. Everyone sees this. And there's actually more access to mental health. But why is mental health issues rising? Why are suicidal tendencies rising? Because they all don't matter. They're all meaningless. Unless you actually make a decision about something. Unless you make a decision, nothing happens. But once you do, everything tends to follow automatically. Um, like, basically, it's kind of like when someone's playing uh, uh, poker, right? Actually, I didn't even get to say, like, it, it, it's people don't know the only time you actually say fuck it is only when you make a decision. Mm-hmm. That's the only time. Uh, the reason we say it is because we're actually trying to confirm to ourselves that we're going to follow through and commit to the decision we just made. We never back out. And that's mm-hmm. actually why I was going to say poker, because you don't, you say, fuck it, I'm all in. Yeah. You never take it back. Fuck, why fuck it, I'm all out, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you just say, fuck could, that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but with that said, that, that mindset is very powerful because that is how you're going to quit that job you hate. That is how you're going to start a podcast like what you did. That is how you're going to let go of bad relationships or bad trauma. Until you make a decision, nothing happens. And once you do, everything follows. And people don't know. They think they need to find the solutions first. And then I can decide to do a podcast or to start my own business or to let go of this bad relationship. They think they need to find the solutions first. That's not how it works. Mm-mm. You have to decide that I'm going to start a podcast, that I'm going to leave this relationship. And then you go, shit. So how do I do this? But because you have your decision, everything follows. Mm. It's not, oh, I got to figure this out first. So let me see. I need a microphone. I need this. Wait, I'm going to need an audience. How do I do that? Well, make it a decision. It can be overwhelming and that could be a trap, right? Yeah. And the thing is, that research that you're doing is not even going to happen until you decide to do a podcast. Right. So really, you got to jump in. So people that are trying to feel better or whatever, they need to make that decision. So anyway, when I explain the brand just the way I did to you, I get these random messages uh, from people. Uh, Thank you so much. You've really changed my perspective. You really helped me out. But the best ones are people that tell me like, hey, I was suicidal when I met you or Mm. saw you you saved my life. And I'm like, whoa. Wow. And to me, I'm just kind of like, I was just kind of telling you. Yeah. You're just doing your thing, right? Yeah. You're just sharing your message. But but that's the thing about, you know, being connected in, and audio video uh, content is it is, it can be life-changing. And those are just the people that have told you who knows how many have not told yeah. you. Yeah. I've thought about that. Like I just found out recently from this one person that just told me recently that, yo, actually, cause I was telling him some things or whatever. And he goes, no, you saved my life just recently. And I go, what? Yeah. I was actually suicidal a couple of months ago or something. And he said, I saw your hat on my dresser and that's actually what stopped me. Well, and, and that's, like, I mean, I, not that I'm in that state, but that's why I got the, I love that you have the sticker uh, and yeah, the wristband, ladies and gentlemen, be, and the wristband, because you know, the, the, the brilliance of your brand, and I'm sure this is nothing you haven't already thought of is that it can help any, anyone at any point on that spectrum. 
right? Exactly. If you're just having a bad day, you look at it and you're like, turn it reminders. around, turn your thoughts around. Yeah, reminders. Exactly. All the way to the end, you know? Exactly. So, uh, some brands only only have little niche um, you know, helpful things to certain people in the certain states. But you know, I like the beauty of yours because it's everyone can get headed down that wrong road, negative, yeah. poor perspective. Yeah. And it's funny, you have that wristband. And just to talk about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so people that can't, you know, if this is just on audio right now that people are listening in, his wristband actually says, uh, Phuket, now what? And then our brand name again, why not? So why did I do that? I learned this, man. When you motivate too early, and I can explain later on the difference between inspiration and motivation, but I had a really bad day, Mark. <laughs> I was complaining to my wife. Just bam, bam, this sucks and this sucks and what the hell and this and this, blame, blame, whatever sucks. And then I was starting to feel better and it's like, whew, whew. She goes, yeah, but you're the man. You'll be all right. All of a sudden, it all came back, and I got pissed off again. I go, whoa, that's odd. I was very aware of it because of what I do, right? And I'm like, why did that bring me back? And she meant, well, obviously, she said, I'm the man. You're going to be all right, and you're, you'll get through it. Kind of what we do to everyone. You'll be fine. You'll find someone else, right? We do it to everyone. Why do people get pissed off? They get annoyed, right? And we've been there where the people get annoying when they try to motivate you because you weren't ready for it, right? So this is what I found. I found that when you motivate too early, it feels like you didn't listen to a word I said. Mm -hmm. I just told you my life sucks. You have not changed my perspective yet. So do not motivate me until I do that. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. Never motivate before perspective or decision, after the decision, always. Mm -hmm. So... <clears throat> When she did that and I said, and then when I learned, you know, I told her like next time, just like hug me up or something because yeah. that didn't work. I went right back into that bad state of mind and that's all I really needed. And to take it a step further, when I people, when I recommend to people, when someone's really complaining to them, I tell them, you just have to listen, hug them if you need to. But the next question is now what, why? Because I can never tell Mark if he's having a bad day what to do. It has to come from you wow. or else you're going to get annoyed at me. Wow! So it, it has, has to, to come be... from you. The That's only way we heal ourselves is not because someone did it for us ever. Mm -hmm. Every book you've read was to change your perspective. If it didn't change your perspective, useless book, useless, meaningless. If you didn't make a decision to change your perspective or to do anything from the book, useless, meaningless, mm -hmm. nothing movies things like that that's what inspires you that was what shifts your perspectives inspiration so comes before perspective that's awesome so so, yeah. so this so this now what internal forces the person to internalize and work within and say right and find that answer or find the next step exactly because you're in a why me mode why me why is this and this my life and this and this <sighs> all right well mark now what like now that you've let it out. Not only that, I've listened to everything, everything you just said. Now what? It turns into a solution mindset. Mm. And next time, watch, you're going to have a complaint, this, that. Ask yourself after you're complaining. All right, now what? Mm -hmm. oh, I guess I got to leave this stupid job that I hate, get my <laughs> yeah. resume out. Or, well, I guess I got to talk to my wife about this because it's really bothering me.
whatever it is, you get into solution mindset. Once you find those solutions, why not wow. do it? Now That's it's time for the, to do it. And the thing is, all of this is useless unless you say, fuck it. And right. now you make that decision. Now you commit. It's actually better to be 100% committed than 99.9 .9 because that little bit makes you question things. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have an experience some, it's out of your control, so much bigger that you just took it better than something else that you're like, oh, but I could have, man, I could have done this and it, yeah, but you did it. Yeah, it's we beat ourselves easier. up that way. It's easier when you have like, oh, I had to commit. So it's actually better for you to commit than it is to be halfway. Uh, people that get married, that think they can still hook up. It's like, that's why they're in a bad place. Mm -hmm. Man, if you would just commit to your wife, you would be so much happier, but you won't. Or if you had just committed to leaving that person, you'd be so much happier, but you won't. So you go in half-half, and now you're the most unhappy person with success. Yeah. Well, and it's, and, and it's universal. Like you just gave a couple of examples, but I can see you applying it to business, to health, to mm -hmm. relationships. Like yeah. you say, that, that, that's a powerful idea to commit and go all in and yep. then see what happens, you know? Yeah. And it's funny, like you said, like, you know, entrepreneurship, there's so many things you can apply in, um, in your life on your entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial skills. Um, one of the biggest things I tell people, no one ever um, launches a startup thinking no one's going to use this. No one is even going to use this app. This is so stupid. And then start it anyway. You would never do that. Mm -mm. But why do I do that? Or, or why do people do that to themselves? Uh, that girl's not going to like me. She's not even going to, I can't get her number. It's like, you just kind of lost the deal before you even <laughs> tried like it's that self-doubt demon and those, those un yeah. uns unsure of yourself lack of confidence right thing. and something i learned from doing my startup is that everything you know are just assumptions until you get feedback or data you don't know if you can get that girl's number until she says no but right now it's just like you don't know it's just an assumption. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. You probably met so many girls that you could have gotten their numbers, but you didn't try. Mm -hmm. So the only time, because you keep saying you're this, you're this. Why do you think that? And see, always falls back to perspective because that's mm -hmm. your perspective. It's like, uh, you know, I don't think she's going to go. Why? Well, because this is like, why? Yeah, because this, all right, that's your perspective. You need to change that. And your decisions always follow your perspective. Have always. you have you always had that cut type of thinking, or does was that born out of your entrepreneurial journey, where it is all about testing and trying? It's it's a mix. Uh, something sometimes when you learn something, all of a sudden it sticks on. You know, it sticks out. Uh, obviously, it helped me more. Entrepreneurship is probably one of the best things. People have to understand entrepreneurs and all this stuff. <clears throat> Everything stems from your mindset, from yourself, your mind, right? Everything else, everything that you do, everything is just an extension of yourself, whether it's that relationship, that business, your job, it's just an extension of who you became, who you think you are, everything. Like you're a janitor. Okay. Well, because your mindset was this and then you're a janitor. That's why. Like it's just an extension of who you are. Doesn't mean that's who you're going to be, but it's all based on your mindset. I don't know who you want to be, just like a startup. People don't start to have a startup thinking of what it is today. 
they go like, oh my God, I was talking to you about my startup with paid exposure. I don't see it as what it is today. I see what it's going to become, what yeah. I'm going to do for people in this. And so um, something in entrepreneurship that people are always told is you have to come up with a mission statement, right? A mission-driven company, things like that. Uh, look at Facebook. Um, one of their, their mission is like a purpose. And that's why I'm mentioning this because everything starts with a purpose. So a mission is just like a purpose. Uh, for Facebook, for example, their mission is to connect everyone in the world, basically. They didn't say to be the best social network. Why? Purpose, mission is pretty much the same. Cannot be a noun. It can't be something because that's finite. Okay, they're the best social network. Yeah, what does oh, that do? What does that instill in people? Not, not much. It's not an infinite type of mindset. It doesn't keep mm -hmm. going. So it has to be a verb. It has to be a verb to connect people. That's why you always see mission statements. It's too blank almost every time. Yeah. It's not the best. <laughs> right? yeah. It's to this. Now, and another thing people need to know when you're developing your own purpose. So this same concept, you have to apply to yourself. Okay, when you people say I'm lost, it's because you don't have a sense of purpose. You don't know what you're doing. So purpose um, <clears throat> is also something that benefits others. It is not something that benefits you. Mm. Once you really think about that, everything you do doesn't matter. Mark is doing this podcast not to be famous and this and that, because if you have that mindset, that's when you get into fucking trouble. Yeah. Because everything was based on you. But if your purpose was to educate everyone and this in the world of entrepreneurship, or I'm not sure what you specialize in, different story. You don't even care how many followers, how many views. You don't care who's listening. You just want it out there. And now yeah. it doesn't hurt you. Does it? You don't, you don't even care. You're just like, what? I'm just. Yeah, you're to still going to do your thing regardless right. of who's listening. Right. And that's how people really can go long term with this. People that do it, they start off working and doing this part time. All of a sudden it becomes full time because you just kept on going like what? I'm just putting in my purpose. How else mm -hmm. can I achieve my purpose? Well, the growth is just by byproduct. Mm -hmm. The investment from investors is just a byproduct because how can I bet? Uh, how can I get my purpose to reach more people? Basically, right. Funding. It's just a byproduct, not the thing that you're aiming for, that's what purpose does. And purpose doesn't care about pain or pleasure. Because mm -hmm. if given the choice, wait, I have to be, I have to work 17 hours yeah. a day? <laughs> Whoo! <laughs> I have to edit all these podcasts and, right. and then put it out and whoo, I have to reach out, get speakers. Like, yeah. Oh, you would, if you thought about just that, you wouldn't do it. Purpose doesn't care purpose doesn't care. So that's where it all starts off. So when you have that sense of purpose and what that does, is it's basically your why, but just people just don't know how to create that why, right? And craft and, that, that, that statement that yeah. drives them, right? Because people that don't know, like, well, what's my purpose? You need to help someone or everyone, something. You need to help someone. What can you do to help people? If you can't figure out how to help people, then I don't even know what to tell you. You right. can help people mow their lawns. You can help people uh, 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 bring their groceries in. or You can help someone all the time, and then you expand on that. All of a sudden, you become DoorDash, right? Yeah. 
because you want to help people to get this. That's all entrepreneurs are, are mission-driven people that are solving problems. That is it. That is it. Elon Musk is not a freaking salesperson. He's just smart. He wanted to go to Mars because he felt bad for the human race. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, we're dead. That's what he thinks. So his purpose was huge to, to keep the civilization going. That's a big purpose. He almost lost all of his money. Millions, hundreds of millions. Because he, he went all in, didn't he? he yeah. He was, pay, he was um, uh, to pay his rent. And this is when he was already a millionaire. Yeah. And he was just like, I got to pay rent because he's trying to do SpaceX. He was running yeah. out. He had one more flight. He, he lost three of them. It, the fourth one made it. If it did it, there would be no SpaceX. Tesla probably would have dropped. I mean, the whole thing, he just all out. Fuck it style. Wow. That's inspiring. Yeah. yeah. So when you have that purpose, that is how you determine your perspective. It's either going to be a threat or a benefit to your purpose. That is the importance of having a purpose because how are you going to know which perspective is the right one? Mm-hmm. Right? Because here's my thing. People always say like, think positive. I can think positive with this perspective and this perspective. It doesn't help though, does it? Because if my perspective is I'm a loser in this, positive thinking is, well, I'll try again next time. But you still think you're a loser, Matt. Yeah. If your perspective is like, well, I got really nothing to lose. I could probably learn from it. And if she says no, maybe I'll ask her why. Then I'll learn for the next one. Then you can think positive and negative about it. So it can but go if, either road. Posi- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but the perspective, perspective is the core. Is it begins with the, you've got to switch that perspective first. Yes, think about every situation you've ever done where you got inspired to do something because it shifted your perspective on your situation. Mm-hmm. Situations stay the same. The perspective is what changes, and an example of this so people really understand the power of like the perspective. I have to talk about my snowboarding. Uh, um. Uh, experience. Yeah. So I was snowboarding at J Peak. I was in a glades and these, the trees are about like maybe 10 feet apart, man. So you really, it's tight, dude. So mm-hmm. I'm going down this thing. <clears throat> so I'm going one, two, three, tree. I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah. So I got to get up. I'm sweating. Right. It's, it's tough in there because it's snow. You're like, you know, yeah. you're going in. So I get up, try again. One, two, three, tree, man. I'm like, and my friends cruising. I mean, jump, boom, boom. But they've also been uh, snowboarding for like 15 years. And, you know, they've been, they're just basically experts, right? Yeah. Finally stops, sprays me for a second. You know, I'm just like, and he goes, hey, are you all right? And I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm good. But how the hell do you guys do this? Like, I'm tired. I'm tired, dude. I'm like, I can't go anymore. And so he goes, dude, stop looking at the trees. Look at the path between the trees. Hmm. And then he just goes. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) There's no way. But it's funny that he knew exactly what to tell me, right? He was like, that's weird. He goes, I have only one way to get out of the glades, man, is to go through. (laughs) So what if I got to lose? Right. So then I'm like, I'm up. I go, don't look at the trees. Path between the trees. Got it. I go, one, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Purposely stopped. Purposely stopped. And I went, what the hell was that? Wow. The wind conditions didn't change. Snow, weather conditions, same. Trees, they didn't move. Same thing, still 10 feet. My skill level didn't change that much in 0.5 seconds. So what the hell changed? My perspective, same exact trees, same exact situation. The only thing that changed was my perspective on it. That was it. And all of a sudden, it changed my whole freaking ride. The thing is, I realized you can actually apply that to your life. When you do that, and that's what I mean about what you focus on becomes what you get, right? Mm -hmm. But this is even better because when you can see your path to where your destination is, because if you don't know your freaking destination, it really doesn't matter, right? So when you have the path, the, the trees disappear, Instead of trying to avoid, for example, the people that break up, I'm trying to, I don't want to find someone that's like this, like this, or like this. Well, tree. They're focusing on what they don't want. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So you keep going towards, you're like going towards what you don't want every time. And then all of a sudden you crash into one. Oh, now you're not with another abusive guy. Like, yeah, because you went this, this, this tree, but really they would disappear like alcoholics. They think, oh man. That's the, the reason I'm an alcoholic, not because of your mind or anything. It's the alcohol, even though millions of people are drinking alcohol without getting addicted to it. Right. Why is that? And if you really think it's the alcohol, then explain to me the gambling addiction. Did you eat like a deck of cards? Like, well, what happened there? So yeah. if you can't explain that, then you might want to change your perspective on this. So what happens is when you have a sense of purpose and you really want to achieve something, the alcohol disappears on purpose. Look, we were all young. We freaking drank. Yeah. We killed it. We did our our thing. You know what I mean? Why did it disappear? Is it because it's not fun anymore? It's because we have more important things to do. Yeah. You have my kids. You have this. You have that. I want to start this business. I'm busy with my podcast. I really want to do this. Not because drinking isn't fun. All right. It's just those and things are more fun. Yeah. Right. Those other things you just are have, more fun. Well, it's it's a threat to your purpose. Sure. It doesn't work. So it's not that you have to try so hard not to drink alcohol, dude. It's because those people are still needing that alcohol because their perspective is still shot and they're trying to mm-hmm. basically um, numb the pain. Sure. And, and it, you know, and that's, that's I, I think of that myself all the time. It's that like, you know, if you replace, if you have something that you want to let go of, replace it with something better or more alignment with your purpose or a higher calling and that thing will just wither and die and you won't even think about it anymore and it's not even about replacing it just does yeah i didn't replace the trees i didn't say hey can you take those trees out just so i can go no you you don't you just kind of go well i'm I'm, i need to get there so this is the path i don't go wait how many trees did i just pass and this and that and that's what they do yeah i'm in 365 days sober you're in trouble if you do that yeah. You're in trouble because all you're trying to do is get the day. Oh my God. When you're on a diet, right? It sucks. It's not like that you don't want to eat fucking cupcakes. Yeah. It's not that's not the, the reason. Not at all. It's just like, no, I kind of want to live longer. I don't want diabetes. Like you don't go like oh, 365 days, no cupcake. <sighs> Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah. Come on. 437. It's hard even the way you're saying that's a Sounds yeah. difficult, even the way you're saying Imagine it. Imagine yeah. doing that to everything that you do. Everything mm-hmm. that you do, you're counting the days that you didn't do that yet. 
Why? Yeah. You don't even think about the last time you ate bad food because you're just like, no, I'm trying to be healthy. Yeah. Like I'm good. Like you don't go, whoa, the last time I had candy. Yeah. And it's about 673 days now. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not right? even really in your mind. You're, you've just let it all go. It sounds like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And wow. people just have such, and it's funny, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about perspective. Yeah. And what's funny is that the perspective on mental health itself is the problem. Mm. Let it me explain. Yeah. Mental health, right? <clears throat> we don't really treat it like we do physical health. When in physical health with diabetes, how do you prevent diabetes? Well, typically what people tell you. Like, well, maybe type two, you know, healthy eating, that, cut the sugars. Right. Get, you oh, know, all those everyone, things. right, right. See, you already know. That's yeah. how you prevent diabetes, right? Same thing with obesity. It's pretty much the same thing. Sure. Healthy diet, exercise, you know, no sugars, things like that. It's pretty much everyone knows this, right? This, just like what we talked about, everyone knows on Halloween, don't freaking eat all your candy. Like everyone knows it since you were a kid. To eat healthy and, and exercise, that's how you prevent. Whenever you try to prevent anything, doesn't matter what it is, it requires a proactive approach, not a reactive one. You don't stop eating candy when you have diabetes. Mm -hmm. You don't go to the gym. You're finally 500 pounds. Yeah. Now it's time to start. <laughs> yeah. The best time right. to go to the gym is today. Yeah. When you're in freaking shape when you're not not when you're two pounds over 20 pounds over and then go like man i really need to go to gym now like no it's today like today not next week not ne today not january 1st so you can make it a resolution like no it's today and with mental health we don't do that we're not when suicide prevention day comes we need what the messages that comes out we need to teach people how to find symptoms of suicidal tendencies, mm. uh, symptoms of depression, symptoms of anxiety. So you're going to wait, huh? You're going you're gonna to wait for the symptoms, mm -hmm. <laughs> really. Would you tell your kids, eat all the candy you want? Don't worry. I know how to look for symptoms right, of right. diabetes. Well, Once I see those. Yeah. We, we are that kind of a, a society. We, we're we're a lot focused on the symptoms and not necessarily the cause. So what do you? So what's your? Right. So when you say that uh, you're you're talking about the proactive, what what do you? What's your approach then? So in anything that you do, proactive, right? So we're talking about prevention. <clears throat> you always want to remedy the cause, mm. not the result, and that's what you're kind of going to before. When you remedy the result, and the cause is right here. What do you think would happen if I keep fixing this, even though this is still happening? It never will solve itself. Right. Basically, everyone is looking for the better mouse trap. This is going to work this time. Oh, my God, it killed five mice this time. Oh, this one can do six, though, and then this one can seven. Or you could just go over there and plug that hole where the mice is coming in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Duct tape. <laughs> yeah. Just duct tape. You don't even need the $5,000 mousetrap 2000, like nope, duct tape. And that solves it, but you didn't look at the cause. All mm -hmm. you did was like the result, there's mice. Okay, 
why is mice coming in? <laughs> mm -hmm, right. That's how you figure out the cause. So now let's talk about mental health because you're talking about prevention. What do I do? How do I do it? Well, you have to look at the cause. What is causing it? Like I said before, everything starts with a bad perspective. That is, that's the cause. Mm -hmm. It evolves. Just because it's kind of like uh, your weight, right? For the obesity. Obesity is here, right? This is 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30, 50, 70. Should you wait till you're here? Or should I get? Should I give you inspiration here? Why you hate Mondays? It's gonna be a lot easier over there. Yeah, beginning. Right. Yeah. So that's what we have to do as far as prevention goes. But we're teaching everyone the wrong things. We're telling them to be reactive. In fact, we we even make it worse for people that are in the bad place. So this is what I mean uh, with mental health. How many people do you know have walked around saying like, "Oh, I've been dealing with depression for like I don't know." 16 years. Yeah. A few. Yeah. I've heard that, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I've, oh, I've had anxiety since like, since I was five years old, mm -hmm. things like that. Right. So let me get this straight. You're finally aware of that emotion at that specific time. You know, you've always had that emotion, right? It's an emotional response. Keyword response. That means it's responding to the cause. What's the freaking cause? Mm -hmm. That is just the result. Depression is the result. Anxiety is the result. Happiness is a result. Mm. Anger is a result. All emotions responding to the cause, whatever that is. Do you think once I'm happy because I'm not in depression, do you think I'm happy every day and I'm supposed to be happy every day? I'm never going to, I'm about to go to a funeral this weekend. I shouldn't get sad. Because that wouldn't be right. Oh, my God, my depression is acting up at the funeral. Mm. <sighs> like, what? Your depression? Do you mean the result is what's causing you to be depressed? Because that's what doctors are telling them. Mm -hmm. That's what society is telling them. That's what organizations are telling them. Mark, you have depression. Ooh, you're going to be depressed. Yeah. And now you're not going to be able to let go of the divorce. What? Wait, what? Or is it, oh man, Mark, I really can't let go of this divorce. It's getting me depressed. Now you're in depression. Yeah. I Someone tested me with this with anxiety. He said, I take pills for anxiety. Just help me out. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this. So he goes, yeah. I said, what makes you anxious? Just give me an example. He goes, <clears throat> I don't know when I'm driving in my car, <laughs> buddy, millions of people drive cars. What makes you anxious? Mm -hmm. He goes, I don't know when I'm driving the car, I feel like I'm going to die or hit or hurt someone else. And I go, okay, now we're getting somewhere. I said, let me get this straight. When you have, when your perspective is, Whenever you're inside a car, you think you're going to kill yourself and probably hurt someone else? Anyone with that perspective is going to get me. anxious. <laughs> good, good point. Did that get through to that person? Did they see that? Oh, and then I told him, that's why you have anxiety. And he goes, fuck, like, he goes, you know, I'm trying to look for an excuse. But mm -hmm. you're right. I go... I know you're welcome. You're taking pills for this. Yeah. 
And so what pro the problem is, whenever we're in a bad state, again, I have to tell people, I go through this too. I'm not immune. Mm -mm. Like, I'm not immune to it. <clears throat> when we're in a bad place, negative mindset, or whatever else you want to call it, we tend to hate accountability. And we actually love excuses. Sure. You blame. It's not you. It's this. It's because in the past, I was abused and this and that. It's my parents suck and pandemic and that's why not you now can't be you right mm -hmm. so it becomes amplified when you say and make it a valid excuse mark you have depression that's why you're in this whatever situation yeah not because of you mark yeah. because you're you know your invisible enemy that's what's causing this the invisible one well what's the only remedy to that pills sure Right. What's funny is uh, this doctor I, I was reading that the majority of the, the benefits of antidepressants is attributed to placebo effect. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's people that are like, hey, it didn't help me because their perspective never changed. They didn't do anything, blah, blah, blah. And it's really based on your perspective. And people mm -hmm. always tell me like, this is the big one. So this is where I got to kind of be careful about. Mm -hmm. This is just my perspective, people. Not a doctor, not a therapist. Got to put it out there. I'm just talking about prevention, not talking to the people that are already suicidal. Mm -hmm. But you need to know this. When people say, oh, but, but it's the chemical imbalance. I always ask, like, what do you mean by the chemical imbalance? Like, what's causing that? Because you're assuming everyone is chemically imbalanced just because I feel depressed because my freaking uh, aunt died, Right. Oh, it must be a chemical imbalance. That's why I'm getting depressed. Was it the ant? Oh, okay. So it's just because of me, I'm depressed. Got it. Now what happens to me? Because when I have that mindset, the stress response happens. The stress response is what pulls, does these, uh, the hormones start coming out. Uh, mainly the bad one is the cortisol. Because the amygdala in your brain doesn't freaking know what the hell is happening to you because it's trying to save your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't know there's a lion behind you or your ant just died. It has no clue the difference. Cortisol starts pumping out. And what's funny is whenever you think about fear or any type of emotion, things like that, it's really based on your future, not your past. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happened in the past. It's what you think you are in the future. It's not what you can see in the past. It's what you can't see in your future. And that's what really troubles you, right? So people say chemical imbalance. It's like, but you're under the assumption that chemical imbalance is the cause not the result mm. from what I've read, from what I've seen, from my experience, it's the result, just like depression, happiness, all of the above. Cause when you say balance, it's like this, right? So that sure. means there's a happy version. There's a negative one because it's balance, right? Right. So no one walks around going like, Oh, I'm positively chemically imbalanced. Yeah. yeah you never hear like, that. No one ever says that. Why? Mm. Only when it's like this, but never like this. Okay. And so when you look a at really it good that point, way, by the way, no, thank you. And so when, when they see that all of a sudden, what happens is hope disappears when you say it's chemical imbalance and it's you, there's nothing you can do about it. And I was just talking about this. This is the difference between struggling and suffering. When you struggle, uh, I used to be a wrestler, right? Freaking practice suck ball. I struggle like crazy, mm -hmm. but it's because I want to be better. I want to do this suffering is doing something I don't want to do, but it's completely out of my control. Mm. That's why people suffer from depression 
because mm. I can't do anything about it. It's my chemical imbalance. Because you didn't even give him any hope at all. What do you think is going to happen to a person when you take that away? You take away their accountability because there is no hope. How am I going to be accountable to make myself better if there's nothing I can do at all? Like at all. So now yeah. you're just- That's a hopeless nothing. situation. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have hope for the future or nothing. And that's what really messes them up because they can't see a version of themselves that's the happy one because they've been told, oh, you'll always be depressed. Mm-hmm. Really? So I'm always going to think about- no shit. So it really makes the situation even worse. I don't know how old you are, but I don't know when depression became abnormal. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know when anxiety became abnormal, but those two, they focus on. No one talks about anger, happiness, or any other emotion that you can ha- have, no. envy, right? No, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of... De- uncovering what I feel is really a problem in the, in the human experience. And, you know, doctors don't want, you know, they don't no one wants to tell their patient, Hey, it, it could be your fault. You know, it could be your way you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they would have no patience real fast. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so we, we dance around the actual problem and treat the symptoms and, and divert it from, from ownership of the person. I mean, yeah. in every different facet. And, and I, I mean, because that is a big thing. Doctors are in business to make money. They don't want to drive their patients right. away by saying, hey, you need to change. Right. But that's, and you, that's where it needs to happen, doesn't it? And, like you and said. And it's funny. You notice right away who has that negative mindset. Because if it is, let's just think about it. If it is chemical imbalance, all I'm suggesting is that it all, the, to, to get better, it all starts with a decision, right? That's why I say, just say, fuck it, right? Mm-hmm. It starts with a decision. Yeah, but this and that, like, it's just a decision, man. Like, why why are you fighting me on this? That, hey, if you could do this, you'll actually get out. Like, what is the worst case scenario, right? What would happen to you if you actually attempted to try? And because what I'm saying is, from my experience, everyone that's been happy, defeated cancer, started their own company. This is where it starts. Like every one of them, there's not one that didn't do this, Mm -mm. but I'm telling you a hundred percent of them did this, but you won't do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Weird. Like this is a hundred percent success rate here. Like hundred because when you study success and they all did the same thing, why wouldn't you do that thing? And that's how I figured out the accountability excuse thing. So let me tell you that story. The moment when I really figured that out. So anyway, uh, when this person, right? So I was talking to this couple and they, they were buying some, some apparel for me. And so they just, you know, they walked away. So this guy comes up and approaches me and he says, Hey, I really love what you're telling people uh, that it starts with a decision, but it's not that easy. He said, and I said, I never said it was easy. I just said, that's where it starts. And he goes, yeah, but I'm in rehab now and this and this and that. And that, and I'm just like, yeah, that doesn't matter. It always starts with a decision. And he goes, yeah, but, and I couldn't take it anymore. So I said, hey, stop saying, but. It always starts with a decision. Tell me why you can't do that. And I backed off. He stood there, just kind of rolling his eyes thinking, and I'm going, what are you doing? He's going through his database of excuses. What can I pull out? Because he goes, yeah, 
He didn't say but, only because I said, don't say but. Like, just stop saying that. Why can't you do it? And so he goes, yeah. And for like three, five minutes, and I'm going, this is so odd. You're just standing there. And he finally goes, you know what? You're right. You're right. And I go, I know. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah I just said that. I know. You're welcome. And, I, and the thing is, this is a person that went to rehab and didn't even decide to get better yet. And that happens all the time because they didn't even decide to do it yet. And so that one kind of made me aware of it a little bit, right? So I told that story to another person, completely different day, like probably a month later or two. Yeah, so I was talking to this kid and this and, you know, and she goes, eh, yeah, I think everyone's different though. And I'm like, oh my God, another one. So I go, no, no, no. It always starts with a decision. Like it doesn't matter. He goes, no, she was so angry. I mean, Mm -hmm. angry. She had to leave, like leave and go, no, 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 it's different. Like, and I'm just like, okay. Now I'm not telling these people to run a marathon. I'm not telling them even to read a book. All I said was like, hey, it all starts with a decision. Basically, you could do that just like that. No problem. Like, I mean, just like this, because what what are the risks? <laughs> what are yeah, the yeah. Risks? What, it costs right. to a finger, you don't to have to break the, a sweat, nothing. Yeah, it's yeah. not even to make the decision to approach a girl. Like it's just a decision to get better. That's it. Right? That's it. And I'm just like, because that's where it starts. So that's what I realized. And I'm thinking about this, analyzing, like, why would someone be so angry leaving and going? And I'm like, I'm not telling you it's the cure, but I'm just telling you where the cure starts. Then it finally dawned on me and I went, oh, as soon as you agree with me, it's as soon as you cannot use those excuses, you're accountable for your own happiness. Right. Right? If I told you you're depressed, like, well, you know, everyone that killed it in a podcast did this and this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Ricardo. That won't work for me. <laughs> well, but and the, right. other, the other thing you're, you're um, doing to them is if their identity, if they've been holding on to those excuses and this, and it's built into their identity, when letting that go is going to mean like they've had it they've had a wrong assumption or a wrong idea for this long time yeah and it's hard for people sometimes to let go of so no yeah well shares, you know and more of that it's already difficult to let go of yeah. and then a doctor said you don't have to yeah you can keep your your, your thinking and your yes. perspective and you just take the yes then you don't have to untangle any of that that's it about your life yeah that's it there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Your your result is your result. Your result is your cause. So like, what? Wow. <laughs> the result is the cause. Like, what? Mm-hmm. That's why you can't fix it. Right. You're saying that the result is the cause. It's like, well, that goes like this over and over. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're never gonna get out of it, especially when someone said like, oh no no, there's no, it's, it's depression, it's anxiety. Let me get this straight. The reason I'm freaking anxious talking to a crowd is because of my anxiety. Yeah. Not because I don't have the confidence yet because it's my first time. Nah, can't be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so that's what happens all right. the time. And so that's what I mean about just the, the perspective of mental health itself is the problem. 
Because when you have that perspective, that mindset, you're going to have a problem. And if, if, if you, it, it's always intentional. When we were talking earlier about purpose, you can't just develop a purpose out of nowhere. It's intentional. It, it, it's deliberate. You actually have to go, boom. You know how I make people understand this? Anyone that's watching or listening, if you feel you're lost, this is what you're doing. You are currently driving and you just put your car in park in the middle of the highway. I'm lost. Mm -hmm. My first question all the time, where are you going? And more importantly, why are you going there? Mm -hmm. Because you just put it in park. Do you think without knowing where you're going, you think a, there's going to be a right turn somewhere or what do you think? Like, what do you think? Every turn is going to be wrong because you don't know where the fuck you're going. Yeah. So what's the first step you do? Oh, I'm trying to get here. Why? Because that's what's going to make you go there. Well, it's freaking Christmas. And I want to, I want to be, you know, I want to spend time with my family and make them feel awesome because purpose has to be for other people, not for you. Mm -hmm. Once you know that, Oh, boom, 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 boom. Your GPS even does it for you. Oh, you have to back up five hours. <laughs> It may take you longer to get there. That's because you didn't freaking know where you were going in the first place and, and why you're even trying to get there. Yeah. So now, but that doesn't matter. You might have to uh, reroute as the GPS systems do it, right? Rerouting, oh, five hours. It just added five hours to your trip. Well, you didn't know how many hours anyway because you didn't know where you're going. Right. So now you have to back up. It may take you longer to get there, but you're still going to get there. One thing my brother told me, all roads are connected. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter you'll get there you'll get there you may take the wrong turn and on the way there you're probably going to have traffic and on the way there there might be an accident just like life dude but at least you know where you're going yeah there's going to be obstacles in the road remember the perspective of the trees just go to your path don't look at this don't rubberneck just 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 go and so that's where it really starts. Like you have to be deliberate about going like, why are you going? Where are you going? And that's how you start figuring out. And then the perspective is the left, right turn. Well, is, it, is that the correct way according to your compass or whatever? Is that going to get you there? Great. Mm -hmm. Because that scenario is also important because one of the most important thing is your future self, not so much the present self or the past one. Future is probably most important, but the make, what makes the present important is because that's the only time you can execute. I can't execute for the future. I'm executing today for the future. I'm ex executing today based on what I learned from my past. Mm -hmm. It's all I can do for my past. There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. All I can learn, all I can do is learn from it. And people need to understand that. Um, people, you know, I, I, people think the present is the, the, the most important one, but it's not. It's a combination of everything. Because if you just go present, oh, present, it's the gift and that. People get depressed because they can't see a freaking feature. Mm -hmm. And so everything they do today sucks. Yeah. You have to make the decision and be intentional and go, what's my future going to be? And all of a sudden, when you find your destination, you go. And guess what? Every great destination you're going to go to, the journey always sucks. Yeah. Always. Like, always. Yeah. There's people, let's talk... When you think Hawaii, do you think paradise and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm, sure. Right? How many Hawaiians do you see on the beach? 
I've never been to Hawaii, but so I oh, don't know. Okay. But I, I would assume maybe, maybe. Where not. are you from? I'm from Where Idaho. You at? I'm from Idaho. Idaho. Mm-hmm. If you had a special, uh, 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 one of those tourist locations or uh, what do you call that? Where people like a tourist more, business where I'm good, where I'm giving like a tourist attraction. Oh, sure. like uh, Mount Rushmore here and Statue we, of Liberty. We, right. We, we, we have really some of the beautiful, most beautiful forests in the world. People travel here, you know, it's central yeah. and northern Idaho. So sure. I, I get that. Do you go there every day? I do not. People travel from afar yeah. just to go there. I think from afar. I, I think but, about this in my backyard are some of the most beautiful forests and lands and i don't go there as often as i should correct i am 10 minutes from the freaking beach and i don't go there every day (laughs) people travel from all over the world to go to the beach i can see every single day people would go to see this every day and guess what all the locals do here all the locals not some all of us do it we don't go there every day. Why? Because the destination is so easy. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. There's the journey is absolutely like, oh, I can see it tomorrow, next week, next month, next day, and then you don't see it. Right. You don't see it. Right? Good point. Good point. Yeah. People that live around Disneyland, you think every day, like they're just like, yeah. it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. I go there some other time. Like, you know, yeah. always happens. But mostly when it's like actually like a, a monument, things like that, right? Like you're like, yeah, it's New York City. What? Like it's New York City. Yeah. And people are like, why you're by New York City? No way. Yeah. You know? And so that's what that's what happens. And it's like, it's really, right? It's always the perspective on things. Even success. No, I'm not successful. What do you mean though? Do you have a house? I do. You married? Yeah. yeah. So right now you're good. Like yeah. you already achieved the American dream. People think the American dream requires Lamborghinis. They think American dream means mansion. Right. No. Let me correct people that have this freaking idiotic like perception of like what an American dream is. The American dream is just having the freedom to do what you want by keeping all the fruits of your labor and having your freaking wife, kids, white picket fence with a dog and a house. And that's it. Yeah. The ghetto that you call it is actually the American dream. Mm-hmm. because they get to, to have a house, they have a place. You've already achieved it. No one's messing around with you. You keep your money. It's like you already achieved it. But you, your perspective is you did it. I'm not successful enough. I'm not this. So you kill yourself. It's not a bad thing to do more, but that's not the requirement. Yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It wasn't part of the freaking requirement. Yeah, Lamborghini's right? not on there, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like, so that's why you're, it's perspective. See, it always falls to perspective almost every time. There is this one person, successful entrepreneur. And what's funny is he was depressed. He's like, yeah, you know, just not achieving enough. Yeah. You know why? He was comparing himself with his successful roommate. Mm. Guess who his successful roommate is? Who? Elon Musk. <laughs> sure. sure. If you compare yourself to yeah. Elon Musk, you're going to have issues, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have issues. So that's going to be a tough one to get. And so it always comes down to perspective. Yeah. 
And that's when I really start going. And I try to disprove it. I always try to disprove it. Like, what else could it be? I mean, maybe something else. Maybe, I mean, there's things that help it, having a purpose and then perspective that mm-hmm. helps it, you know? So I'm just like always looking like what really, because I always look at something consistently. It has to sure. be something consistent. You can replace the variable anytime you want. It better still work. A lot of people don't do that. And so when you think philosophically, it has to be consistent with every situation, not just this. If it's only this, then say on this situation, this is it. On this situation, this is what works. But don't say this is it. Like live life, uh, live life every day like it's your last, Mark. Yeah. That's not consistent, man. Like Mm -hmm. that's not good. Mm-hmm. When you can't see a future version, it's not going to work. And but but one good thing on their on that uh, saying that model, right? It's not a bad thing yeah. as long as you never bring this shit up and regret it. Mm-hmm. Live every day like it's your last. Do it, do it. But don't cry because you used up the credit cards, partying, drugs, this that. Like, dude, I get it. It's a great time. Oh, I get it. Yeah, But because you didn't look at the future, I just want when you're done with this, because it's very difficult to sustain. Mm-hmm. When you're done with this mindset, let me know how it goes. But please do not regret every move you've made. Right. Because the only way you're going to get out of it is start thinking about the future. So yeah. it's almost like, don't do that. Don't live every day like it's your last. It's not going right. to work. Because if you are, anyone that's listening, they think they're doing that. You're doing it wrong. Right. Because you should have complete death thousands and thousands of dollars in debt like thousands and you're going to eat the whole box of donuts and twinkies right i mean why right i shouldn't i shouldn't see you you should eat every cake every steak every day i mean i'm talking go all out because that is living life to the fullest and really living it like it's your last freaking day like you better be rocking out but if you're just sitting at home and you think that's living life like it's last Mm-hmm. You didn't visit every family member, nothing like that? Really? Okay. So that's how you live every day like it's last, huh? Yeah, prove me wrong. And people, you know, think like, oh, I've had people say like, oh, um, I don't take anything for granted. No, it's just human nature. Like, nope, not me. I'm like, okay, I could easily test this by putting a freaking cup of coffee in their car. Go drive. I bet you when that spills, you're going to go, oh, and risk your freaking life. I yeah. bet you 100% you will risk your yeah. life. Yeah. And you just said, I don't take anything for granted. You're taking your life for granted. Mm-hmm. Every time you reach down and go, oh, I dropped my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. The, the, you, the... you don't go like, oh, let me pull over. <laughs> right. Park and then look for my phone. You're telling me you didn't reach down? Nothing? <laughs> yeah, at that point in time, the phone was more valuable than your life, right? You just right. planted it. But, you know, you don't take anything for granted. Right. Nah, not you. Like, right. dude, I'm telling you, it's human nature. When there's a lot of supply of something, you tend to take it for granted. Sure. That's why when you're young, you tend to take everything for granted. Time, time for granted. Yeah, energy for because granted. Because time, there's, you feel there's so much supply yeah. of it. But when you get older, <laughs> you make it, you make it count. Every, you know, that time, time is scarce, right, man. Right. And this is actually why, you know, when you're a kid, summers feel so long. Yeah, they do. When you're older, you go, always, everyone always says time is going so fast. Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Okay. When you're young, let's say you're five years old. 
a year is one fifth of your freaking life. Mm. As you get older, what is a year? This yeah, out of this whole year, one forty. Say yeah, it gets right. smaller. Right, right, right. Exactly. Now it goes a year, gone. Like what? Mm. Yeah, but to make that, it, 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 so it just keeps on going and going. And it's funny, like when you have a different perspective on things, like people think they have, you know, oh, I have time and stuff. So let's say average person uh, dies at 75. So anyone that's listening, if you're 40, you only have 35 summers left. Mm -hmm. And that's including you going to the beach at 75. So remember that right. you only have 35 summers. I already have 25 summers left based on that. Mm -hmm. Actually, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like 20. Right. That doesn't sound much. That ain't right. That yeah. doesn't sound right at all, right? No. It doesn't, yeah, it, it, it doesn't sound good. And it may, it may be right, but it no. doesn't sound good, right? No. But it makes you go, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I better do something about this. Like, okay, maybe it's time to, because it's very scarce. You know, and when people, when I tell people, I actually didn't expand on this. When I say it's impossible to live life to the fullest, it's because the idea of living life to the fullest means don't worry about the small things. Don't, small, don't worry about this and that and stay happy in this. It's unsustainable. You can't do that because it's mm -hmm. actually a requirement. The, the, the struggle, the challenges, yeah. the conflict. have that contrast and that back and forth to, to yeah. find balance. Yeah. And a lot of people can't seem to understand that concept, right? Mm -hmm. This is how I make them understand. Mark, have you ever seen a movie without conflict mm -mm. or challenge? One. Not a good one, anyway. <laughs> That's called a documentary, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really engaging. Right? Yeah. There's always a conflict. There's always yeah. something going on. There's always something that happens. You know, they don't have riches to riches stories. Like, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. You know, they always have some kind of struggle and this and that. It's a requirement. Do you play video games? I used to, not much anymore, no. Okay. Any sports when you were younger, things like some, that? Some sports, some soccer, a little bit okay. of sports, baseball. Oh, perfect. Now, during that time you were playing the video games or any, any game, sports, did the level of difficulty decrease or increase? Um, you mean in the like, sense of like, as I got just older, the sport or? itself, the game, does it yeah, get harder yeah. every level? Sure. Yeah. Oh, typically it get, got harder every level. Sure. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would or you I'm play more, it then? A more challenge. It gives you more challenge, more. Same focus. thing with sports, right? Fun, yeah. Do you, do people, how many more people watch a Super Bowl or a game where they know who's going to win? Good Which one do they watch? <laughs> not, very, not very exciting to watch a lower level game. It's really exciting to watch the right. championship game. So when I talk to kids, so the level of difficulty increases. Imagine playing a video game. You won. Just like that. First day. You didn't even, nothing. You just, you won. <laughs> like, wouldn't, be very, would, wouldn't be very engaging. Would you play that game again? Probably not. Yeah, because you're like, well, I, I'm going to win. Now, that's what they... I refer to, when people think about this, the game of life. Yeah. This is the real game. This is the real game. Every time you hit a conflict, you go through the struggle, you go through this, it makes your life so much more interesting. Right? Yeah. Your story, 
starting a podcast in this. And that's why you have these inspirational people. Why are they inspirational? Oh, I did this, did this. And if they had just stopped where they were, you wouldn't even be talking to them about the inspirational story. Mm-hmm. It's just kept going and going. And all it is, the only thing you really have to do is to keep going. Yeah. Because your story is still valuable. Like, damn. And no one knows whether they're going to round the corner or wake up the next day with this brilliant nope. idea that's going to be nope. make a super big impact, be super fun. Right. You could have draw one idea away from that, right? Exactly. You could have achieved nothing. And all you did was have children or not even that you just connected with people or whatever because that's really the most important part about the life is your connections you don't go die like man i wish my lamborghini was here like you're hoping the people are surrounded you know you're surrounded by people right because that's what makes you sad like wow no one came or whatever and so when you look at it that way that's actually the, the that's the game of life you could have achieved nothing but telling your story of what you've done and then you're you're here after all that, like, yeah, damn, yeah, like, oh man, I was homeless, and now they're a janitor or they're just picking garbage. But it's like, damn, yeah. no way. And you still help that guy pick up that trash? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, so yeah. that's really all you have to achieve. It's just it's, they're, they're leveling up. I mean, and they're they're making forward progress towards mm-hmm. some goal or some ideal, which yeah, just to to be have a great life, to play, to play, yeah, to play the game, dude. Yeah, play the fucking game. Like, stop yeah. going like oh, like it's too hard. What you're gonna throw it away? That's what makes it an interesting game. If it was too easy, you wouldn't play it. Yeah, and that's why it's a step at a time, right? We're supposed to teach kids how to deal with this stuff. In the very beginning, just like a video game, it's not hard at the very beginning, right? It sucks right. when it's hard in the beginning, when people get abused and this, like it sucks. Mm-hmm. I get it. But when you have that mindset, it's like, oh, but you're now more competitive than most oh, people sure. because this is the easy part for you. Right. You've already for other people, it's like, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah. Exactly. You could keep on going. So those are the kind of things. And you see how it always stems to like what your perspective is on things? Yeah. yeah. When you have a perspective, you don't have to memorize an exercise you don't have to need you need need a reminder you don't you need reminders less when you change your perspective Mm -hmm. but just remember your perspective always shifts depending on your outcome or whatever it's because of your response to it right it can always shift but you got to choose how you're going to respond remember what your your uh, perspective is on it and remember your purpose because that's going to determine is this for my purpose against it all right cool we're good so and that's where inspiration is. Inspira- inspiration really just shifts from negative to positive. That's what it tries to do, at least. Yeah. Uh, here's an example of um, the, the importance of perspective. I had this one, um, I, I was watching this video. This lady was very suicidal. Actually, not very. She was suicidal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think she said it was like 16 years. I think that's probably why I keep using that number, 16 years. But anyway... She was suicidal, issues 16 years, took pills, yoga, meditation. I mean, did it all. She said nothing worked. You know what it took? She said she spoke to the Dalai Lama. And then finally, ah, all she needed to freaking know was that to change her perspective, that she is one with the universe and like we're all connected. Mm. Once she had that in her mind, that is what stopped her. 
not pills, not anything, nothing. Wow. That is what every book does. That is what this talk is doing. I'm hoping it shifts someone's perspective. Because once you do that and they actually develop a goal and they do what we kind of mentioned, we can't help them. They have to do this themselves. We can't do this for them. All of a sudden, they'll see. So for the people that think it's a chemical imbalance, what the hell is the harm? Yeah. And I had to lose, like you said. I had, uh, you know, I had these, these guests and I was talking about this. And I said, what do you think is more beneficial? for people, assuming everyone has chemical imbalance and you can't do anything about it, or letting them know whether they're chemically imbalanced or not, that if you apply these things that they're gonna be all right. I think I'll take the other one Mm -hmm. because you can always go back to this if nothing happens. If it doesn't work, right, yeah. But why would you take away their hope? Mm -hmm. Like, why would you do that? Like, you treat everyone like they have cancer. And then this is a major thing that I, as a rebuttal, I go like, does everyone with cancer die, Mark? Mm-mm. Why not? Well, to, to your own medicine, they, they choose to live. They choose to, to yes. fight. Yes, you know? you're actually the first one that said that right away. <laughs> because some people think it's like some kind of trick question, but you're just like, yeah, that is the common denominator. Yeah. They decided, nope, I'm going to beat this. There's not one survivor that said, I thought I was actually going to die two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good I just kept doing the same things and I, I, I lived. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I stressed out like crazy. This, like you wouldn't have made it. You would not have made it. Mm-hmm. You would have died. Definitely guaranteed. If you didn't have this mindset, you will definitely die. But the ones that survived, that is the common denominator. They said, I'm going to change this. What happens when you make that decision? You change your diet. You start exercising. You do whatever the fuck you can to, to get rid of the stress response. And you, you go into a relaxation response and because that's what actually goes against the stress response. You can actually reverse the effects of it physically. And so that is what people do. But you're so worried about this little thing called chemical imbalance compared to cancer and you're not willing to do anything about it. You won't even make the decision to go fuck depression. You won't even do it. You won't even do it. But you expect something to change though. Mm-hmm. You expect everything to be okay without doing anything about it. You're insane. That's all. That's all to it. A lot of people are insane, Mark. Yeah. I've, I've talked to so many people, man, thousands of people. And every freaking time they complain about things they do nothing about. Mm-hmm. Man, my job sucks in this. Oh, no way. Are you getting a new job? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate my life and this and that. Oh, no way. So what are you doing to change that? What do you mean? I'm just yeah. drinking. What? Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. It, yeah most people are insane. Now, yeah, you see, you see, you see it clearly. But, but in that state, they don't, they haven't taken that responsibility. They haven't made excuses. excuses. Right. Sure. In that state, excuses, excuses, accountability. <laughs> I'm going to get another job. No, 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 no. I'll win the lottery or something. Yeah. That, that's what they do. 
They don't like accountability when you're in a bad place. I don't like accountability when I'm in a bad place. Mm-mm. I've done it. I yell at my freaking wife. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This sucks and this sucks and stupid thing and this. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because my perspective shifts. And, you know, I use her all the time. And I'm like, I'm already successful. I'm good. Like, dude, she was my freaking high school crush. Actually, no, I knew her in fifth grade. She was my crush, yeah. in, crush since then. <laughs> Yeah, I snagged that shit. Wow, yep. <laughs> good, for you. good for you. So that's what helps me out. I'm like, you know, I've told myself, if I could only, if I could only. Well, you did. Yeah. So stop yeah, asking for more. For those, we, we've got to look for those wins that we've had. Yeah. But like you said, we take we take it for granted. And we yeah. Don't look at it. But the other the other kind of theme that's com- coming through here, which I think is super awesome, is this idea of, and you touched on it a number of different times bad day, good day, you know, we're all, I think we're averse to anything bad happening to us. And we always want, oh, it's got to be a good day, 365, or it's got to be right. one of the things that I do is when I have a, a bunch of quote unquote, bad days, when things yeah. are really going the right way, I get kind of excited because it's kind of like if you bet on, on black, all the <laughs> black, time, black, black, it's going to go red. <laughs> it's going to go red. And you know, that next day that, you know, you know, you got a good day coming and it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and it's just from, from have pulling back and seeing that seeing it happen over and over again, that it never yeah. stays bad all the time and it never stays good all the time. And right. just to kind of let, let it, you know, embrace it, kind of let it go through it. Don't internalize it too much. I think right. that's, that's something that I'm picking up from what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes that. And that's just what happens. Right. And it's really every time, you know, people say it's, uh, it's always a choice. Even your response to the situation is a choice. And it's not about making the right choices because you never know what the hell those are. Right. It's how you deal with the consequences. And even that is a choice. So no matter what, but don't think you're going to make the right choice. It's awesome to be a doctor and a lawyer. Do you know how many depressed freaking lawyers there are and doctors? You think they're all happy? I'm not saying they're not. None of them are happy, but I'm saying it doesn't mean it's the right choice. It depends. I don't freaking know. What's your purpose? It's you know, again, I, I, I meet a lot of people or hear a lot of stories specifically of lawyers that went to law school, started practicing law, absolutely hated it. I don't know why it's so prevalent with lawyers. And yeah, that is weird, right? right? Do, you, do you hear that too? I mean, I meet, a, I meet a lot of lawyers and they're like, I hated law. I'm doing something completely different now. <laughs> so, so weird. <laughs> I think it takes a certain type of person yeah. to do law, you know, sure. um, especially when you're not doing, most of the time, I think the reason they're, unhappy is because they went in there for the wrong reason yeah i would agree with they you. don't have the right purpose because again remember the key it has to benefit others if you're going into law to be rich and to do this and it's not because to make sure the innocent are out that the the, the bad people you put away if you don't have that as your purpose you're not going to survive mm-hmm. but if you think like you're just trying to make money and this and that and you're in the courtroom and you're not making enough money. Well, yeah, you're gonna be depressed as hell. Yeah, but that's a good point. with the but with a sense of purpose, you go like, yes, innocent, awesome. Yeah, like doesn't matter if it was an insurance thing. Doesn't matter if it was this. It's purpose remains. Purpose remains. Yeah. That's the best thing about purpose. Like I said, doesn't care. Doesn't care about pain, pleasure. Doesn't care. Pandemic or not, my purpose is still here. Look at what I do with my freaking brand. It's to inspire, motivate people to live life without regret, except challenges fucking worth the risk. Yeah. Did that change because the pandemic started? No. 
why, why should it change? The purpose remains. Yeah. Unless there's no one else to help in the world and there's no way for me to communicate with them at all, that's when it freaking sucks. Mm-hmm. But until then, no matter what, I try to figure out, well, how can I? Let's say everyone got freaking, you know, we can't go anywhere and there's no internet. All right. I guess I'm going to have to learn fucking smoke signals. Like, how do I do this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you, but you figure it out. Again, it's a decision. The purpose makes you go like, wait, how are we going to get to Mars? How are we going to communicate? How are we going to... The purpose keeps you going. doesn't matter what the situation is. It freaking goes. And as long as you have that, all of a sudden, you're like, boom. All right. No trees. Stay on the path. I'll, I see it. I see it. So that's how I'm going to get there. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Thanks. Ricardo, I mean, yeah, there's so much in this episode. And... <laughs> And I see why, well, one, why I'm drawn to your brand, why I think uh, it's badass. Um, before, before we wrap up, tell people how they can find you, um, yeah. websites and social, share what we got. And I'll also put it in the show notes beneath this at gmarkphillips.com, but share, yeah. share where people can find you at. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, you could just go to my the apparel company is uh, fuka.com. So F-U-K-I-T-T.com. Uh, all the social media is on there, so you don't have to know all those, but okay. most of them are Fukit clothing. Um, and then, oh, we didn't even talk about the Start Day One, but Start Day One is yeah, our I nonprofit foundation. Yeah. T- tell me about that, because I know that's integral with the brand. Too. Yeah. So the reason uh, Start Day One came about, um, like I mentioned before, people came up to me and said, hey, thank you for saving my life, right? And that's when I realized the proactive approach is what we need to be taking. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really realized any kind of prevention requires proactive, but everyone's reactive. So the, we created Start Day One as a nonprofit foundation for mental health and suicide prevention. Start Day One means uh, there's a day two, there's a day three, day four. People get so overwhelmed with how much they need to do or change, but really they just don't know where to start. And then like I always emphasize, you just have to start. Start day one. Are you trying to leave a relationship because it's, it's, it sucks? Start day one. But you need to make a decision. I'm not saying leave on day one. But once you start day one, you start figuring out how the hell are you going to get out of there? How are you going to get a new job? How are you going to do this startup? How are you going to get out of depression? Mm-hmm. It always starts with day one. And so we're really just changing people's perspectives from dreaming of one day to starting day one. Mm -hmm. And what we do to proactively help people is we try to distribute content, kind of like what Mark is doing. This is a beautiful way to go proactive. Someone might have been listening, Mm -hmm. going through some shit and listened to our talk and went, huh, we just saved a life. Mm -hmm. Done. And then another way of doing that is proactively sending people or speakers to go out to venues schools, military bases, rehab centers, corporate companies, whatever. Don't wait. Oh, the suicide happens. Let's get the speakers in. Mm -hmm. They always call after. Mm -hmm. Well, what if we could make that happen where it's free, where we just tell you like, hey, we'd like to send a speaker there. No, don't worry about the budget. I got you. Start day one, got you. Mm -hmm. And we send a speaker in there. So that's one, another way. Another one we're trying to implement is the ability to make um, life coaching services more affordable. Mm. So all those three is the things that we try to do, but obviously we can do events, we can do uh, inspirational videos and content and stuff like that. So anything like that, anything proactive is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So that's what Start Day One is. Wow. And, but, they, and that's at startday1.org. Yeah, so I was going to ask you. Okay, great. So they can go there and find out all the information for, for Start Day One. Exactly, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, uh, it'd be great to have get donations. You can actually text Start Day One, one word, to 44321 to donate. Awesome, awesome. Ricardo, it's been super awesome having you on. I knew I kind of had a feeling it would be after seeing you on the web, but I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. You know, I'm going to keep my, uh, yeah, it's a great reminder, man. Great reminder. It's a great reminder and such an awesome message. And that human beings need to think about because we get on autopilot and we get just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. We never take those risks worth taking that you were that your brand is built on it's super awesome yeah and it's the only way to make progress that's why we say live life without regret and accept challenges worth the risk to make progress to move forward the reason you can't do it is either one something's holding you back or two you won't freaking step Mm -hmm. that's why live life without regret that's usually all the things pulling you back is something about regret most of the time most of the time Mm -hmm. um so to, to help people that are that has multiple regrets or something uh, about you know they blame themselves for things so what is regret regret is just a personal experience that we never forgave ourselves about mm. that is it mark you could have you should have mm-hmm. uh you didn't mm-hmm. forgive yourself forgive yourself yeah and that's how you get rid of regret so now you can move forward um, forgiveness is huge, especially sure. forgiving someone else, but forgiving ourselves is the hardest one. Sure. So the next step is accept challenges that are worth the risk. They have to be worth the risk. We say accept challenges worth the risk. I got that from Roger Mazella. I was talking about my mission. And he said, the challenges are set in front of you, but it's up to you accept it or not. When you accept it, it's actually when you say that phrase, fuck it. And that's why it's huge. So you need to be able to do that. But unless you have this future mindset and this, and you make that decision, you will never take that step. Mm-hmm. That's why it's such a beautiful combination. Fuck it. Start day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they Without a decision, how do you start day one? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why we always do boom, boom. That's why it works so well. Mm-hmm. It works so well. So, and that's kind of a... Awesome. awesome well thank you for hanging out with me yeah and i look forward to seeing what your brand's going to do in the future and also checking out start day one and uh like i said i got my eyes on some other apparel on your site yeah <laughs> so i'm excited that's great thank you so much yeah it was such a pleasure having this conversation that's the most uh i think i've gotten out and uh you know <laughs> good <laughs> podcast like whoa i'm just like i'm taking i'm like holy what did i miss i didn't <laughs> I can't wait to share it because it's, like I said, the med, there's so many awesome messages in there. Yeah. You, thank you. You've, you've obviously done a lot of work yourself and very introspective about life. Yeah. And so that, that makes for a rich, yeah. shareable experience for sure. Yeah. Thank you. And th- that's what I've learned. It's like, you know, when you can't change them, man, that have to remember, like how many books have you read and you forgot like, Oh wait, it said to do this and to do like, because you never change your perspective, yeah. you know, like, so that's something that doesn't require remembering it, you know? Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ricardo. Uh, All right. I look forward to uh, seeing what you're going to be doing in the future for sure. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're welcome.